there. Welcome to Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. I'm Dan Fox. And I'm Frank Knight. No, you're not. We are Frankless tonight. This is one of our few Frankless episodes, but we have some wonderful people sitting in for him. Now, no one can ever actually replace Frank because he is the other half of this podcast, but we have three people that are going to try real hard to fill his shoes. And first of all, we have with us our, a live, in-person presentation from our golf reporter, Joshua Hooks. That's me. So how's it going? Everything's going really well. Good, good. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. Also with us is Josh's wonderful, effervescent father, Jerry Hooks. Hello. Hi, Jer. How are you? I am wonderful. That's great. I'm glad to have you here with us. Good to be here. Yeah. One of these days, we've got to get Jer Bear up to Pennsylvania to, uh, to record up there. Uh, he promises that somehow, some way, sometime, we'll get him up there. Yeah, if you'd won the bet last year, I'd have been there, but oh well. That is a touchy subject that will be touched upon later. Also joining us is the ever, I don't even know what to say, the rustification, Rusty Hooks, uh, the fan favorite from last year's episode down here in Virginia, Rusty. Please hold your applause. It's too much. Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. Wonderful to be here. Chipping in a little bit with us is also live with us. It's it's wonderful. We have two, our our two correspondents live with us here. Josh Josh's brother, his older brother, Daniel Hooks, is here with us. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to the conversation. I like it. Thanks. He is our soccer correspondent. He's going to deliver a, a, a small, a small condensed version of the soccer report uh, for us. Just kind of an overview of soccer uh, at this point. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing earth shattering or anything. So let me commence with the roadmap. Uh, we'll tell you where we're going here tonight and what we're going to be covering. First of all, we are going to let Josh talk with us about 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 golf. Joshua, what is this is not the golf report, but what generally is happening in golf? So this weekend is the Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass down in Florida, and it's one of the four majors in golf. Okay, so we're going to touch on that. It's not a major. It is a major. It's not a major. Okay, Rustify, what is the uh, four a, majors? The Masters, the Open Championship. Which is the British Open. The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open. Then the PGA Championship. Okay. The Players Championship. Okay. All right. Two different tournaments. Rusty is a quite the amateur golfer, and we'll let him talk about his amateur golf experiences here and where he sees himself heading a little later. Uh, we are going to talk about about what's happening in college basketball right now. This is the most exciting time of year for college basketball. As we're recording this down here in Virginia, the the major conference championships are have happened today or are about to happen or are happening as we speak. So it looks like everybody's gearing up for uh, Selection Sunday, which for us is tomorrow. You'll probably be able to catch this on Monday, uh, maybe Tuesday, depending on what Rich has going on. But but we are going to be talking about championship uh 
conference championships, and then we're going to head towards uh, towards talking about the NCAA tournament, the big dance, the field of, of not 64, it's the field of 68 now. So then we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the NBA, and we're going to let Josh and Rusty, and even we're going to even bring in another guest. Uh, none other than Kellen is going to come and join us to talk some NBA because he is by far a bigger NBA fan than I am. So we're going to let you guys take over for the NBA. We are not going to talk about hockey uh, because Frank isn't here. And so nobody at the table wants to talk about hockey. So we're not going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about um, a little bit about the NFL. Not a whole lot about the NFL. And we're going to let Jerry tell us what he thinks is going to happen in, in the Major League Baseball season this year. We're going to let Jerry make some predictions for us in Major League Baseball. What do you think about that, Jer? Oh, I'm down. Okay. I'm good. Anytime you want to take, talk baseball, I'm all about baseball. This week in baseball. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Okay, so, Jerry, what do you think about the, uh, about the college basketball cha- uh, tournament championships in terms of the, the, the conference championships going on? Did you say basketball? Correct. Oh, yeah, I'm down about that. Anyway, uh, UVA is playing right now. I'm not sure if they're winning or losing because we're doing this podcast. But I'm predicting that UVA will win the ACC tournament tonight, beat Duke by four. And then uh, the field of 66 or 68, whatever you guys want to come up with, I think uh, UVA will be ranked probably top seed four. And they'll go out west, and they will win that uh, division and be in the Final Four. I think, that's what I think, Final Four, UVA. I don't think there's many other teams that are competitive enough to take on UVA. Okay, so you think UVA is going to take it all? All the way. There's no doubt in my mind. Wow. What about their uh, problematic offense? Well, if you've noticed the last two games this week, their offense is clicking. Just They are on fire. Just on fire. They're scoring like 55 points a game. It's very interesting. Like I said, they are on fire. And so, uh, yeah, they've uh, resolved those issues. And the big thing is defense. Everybody knows defense wins championships. Everybody knows that. And the UVA defense... Nobody can touch them. I think that was true in the 80s. Yeah. Defense wins championships. It's true in the 90s and the 2000s and the 210s and the 220s. And probably it will go all the way to the 230s. Look, I understand you were born in 1930. But in the 2000s, we play offense. Well, defense wins championships. That's never changed. And I know you're not old enough to understand that. (laughs) And I also know that you probably don't have very many championships under your belt. So we're just going to go with... Wait, 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 wait. Did, you, did, you, did you just say that Rusty doesn't play defense? That's very true. I do not play defense. <laughs> He's a cherry picker. My defense is he, terrible. He, absolutely. Like defense tires you out for I offense. led the team in scoring. Let's just say that. Right. How good was that team? <laughs> what was your record, Rusty? Uh, what was the I record? think we were 8-14. and 14. Wow. And those, and those eight wins were all against girl teams. So anyway, no, wait, wait, wait. for the record, this is not a sexist podcast. 
That was Je- those are the views of Jerry Hooks, <laughs> not all, Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. We all, He's got to put that out there for the big sponsorships. Only, we only state the facts here, Jack. That's it, just the facts. All right, Josh, who do you think has the best chance of being the four number one seeds in the, in the NCAA tournament? Well, it's going to probably be the ACC champion. Uh, so really, you think if, if you think if you, you know, be, I don't I don't see that happening. I don't think either of the teams that are in the in the finals in the ACC will be a number one seed, unless it's a sympathetic Duke nod if Duke wins. Which Duke, I, Duke sort of always gets that treatment though because of the name, which is why I also think that UNC will probably make the tournament even though they're saying they won't, but. The they always look they always they always look at the team name and it, it well, always comes. I up think like you that. can say Alabama's probably a, got a number one seed clinched, and then Houston probably has a number one seed clinched. Purdue, Baylor, Baylor. P- Purdue out of the big out of the big uh, even bigger ten. <laughs> Baylor, Baylor, <laughs> no, no, they are terrible. No, Baylor is not gonna. Do you think that I, was last I year. think Kansas is the other one? Well, Kansas, Kansas just Kansas lost by Kansas twenty points. Kansas just lost by twenty. Right, points. but Kansas was in the 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 Big Ten. I mean, the the Big Twelve finals, and they were ranked in the top five going in. So I don't think a loss in the championship of the Big Twelve is going to knock them off the number one. I view a twenty point loss in the championship as knocking them out. Unless because Bill Self wasn't there, and they take some sort of sympathy and, against that. And Kansas is the defending champions. Okay, but everybody graduated. I'm just saying they, the name on the front of the jersey still says Kansas. Yeah, unfortunately, I think the they take a lot of that in consideration, your team name and your history and everything else, which doesn't really matter, but I think it, I think they think about that a lot when they're making their decisions. So yeah, you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but UNC is not going to be in the tournament. Absolutely no way we'll impossible. We'll I, see. I, I think I tend to agree with Josh. I think the committee takes legacy... I don't think they intentionally take legacy into account, but I think they do. Well, I, mean, I, th- I think a good little cheeseburger from both of you will be nice if you want to put your money where your mouth is. I'll tell you right now. I'll wait, 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 wait. I'll put the I already bought you dinner tonight. All right, this is great. We're making a bet. Uh, let's bet. Plus, right, what are we plus betting? no one can ever bet with you because you never pay up. No, when what you are lose. we betting? Because I bet UNC UNC makes it. will not make it lunch from Russ. What's your name? Evan, uh, lunch from Josh and Russ. Uh, what's your whoa, name? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, lunch hey, from you. I have followers tuning in. Wait. Can we use my name, Rusty? They need to know it's me. <laughs> okay, well, I can't say that. But right. anyway, three lunches and my choice. Um, and are you st- going to choose still, the melting still, pot? And then I still think if UVA does win the ACC championship, they have a good chance of being a number one seed. No, that's just not going to happen. They win it, the could, it could because it Kansas, could. because Kansas okay, got let's, destroyed. Let's in go the with three game. lunches and now three dinners because you don't have a clue what you're talking about. Virginia will never get the number one seed. Just won't happen. Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, okay. That's one quote okay. Jay Hooks would say. Listen, who's putting the money on the table? Lunch. Okay, I was told uh, <laughs> by my assistant to bring it down a little bit, but I'll tell you this: your agent, Carolina, will not be in the tournament. And UVA will not get a number one seed. And I'll be able to say I told you so all after Sunday. So I know going into the tournament that UNC was sort of on the bubble and they had to show them something. They did lose to UVA. So I think if UVA does win the ACC championship, they can say they lost to the ACC, ACC champion 
who could be a one seed, for sure will be a two seed uh, if they don't get that last number one seed. So I think that they have a good case because they were preseason number one. They've had lots of injuries, especially to Baycott. And I think that and I have a chance. And I think, I think UNC has two other factors going for them. First of all, they won 20 games this year. Blah, blah, uh, blah. And then second of all, they have double-digit wins in the ACC. Blah, blah, and blah. And they were They have in a the winning record in the, a- in the ACC, and they have, they have, they have double-digit wins in the Third, ACC. their whole team was in the NCAA championship game last well, year. Well, there's three people here who do not know what they're talking about. Okay. And just putting it down right now. You guys do not know what you're talking about. I, I hate to add uh, a point to my to, to Jerry's defense here, but Carolina also is something like 0-9 in quad one games. They really have nothing to stake their claim on the NCAA tournament. I think the, the bottom of the bracket would have to fail miserably in their conference tournaments for Carolina to get in. That's the, I think that's the current state of things. Now, Daniel, did you want to get in on the free lunches? No, I, I don't gamble. I'm a, I'm a Christian. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is really, this is one thing that's a sure bet, so it's really not gambling. I'm just taking their money, that's all. It's not a bet. They don't have a clue what they're talking about, and they call this a sports broadcast, whatever it is. It's called a podcast. Yeah, um, podcast. You so guys don't know too much about sports. Okay, Let's go on so, to something else you know about. So Sewing. I think of the four number one seeds, depending on, on how everything plays out. I mean, not to make a commentary, but how play, things play out in the legal system. I think Alabama has the strongest uh, team in, in the country by far. I concur. They've got two legitimate NBA top ten picks um, coming out, and they both are playing quite well. So does anybody think anybody else has a, has a better chance of winning the tournament? Than Alabama? No. I got Alabama winning it. Well, last year I went with Purdue, so I feel like it's tradition. Purdue's winning it all because of their 7-5 big man. UVA will win it all just because of their defense. Defense does not win championships. It does win championships. No, it doesn't. Better offense scores on good defense. It will win a championship tonight. Um, Okay, so anyway, uh, so Jerry says UVA. Rusty, do you have a... A team that you th- you said you said Purdue. I said Purdue. Okay, and then uh, Josh, you have, you have anybody you want to say? Well, before tonight, I was thinking <laughs> Kansas, but then they just got they just lost by twenty in their uh, championship game. But Kansas is also coming one of those teams that's coming back. They're, they've got a couple guys that are, could potentially come back from the injured list uh, to play in the tournament, to play in the NCAA tournament that have been out. Correct. So my my sneaky pick. Uh, uh, if it's not going to be Kansas, we'll be Duke. <laughs> really, really? Why do you like the Blue Devils? Because I think they've been playing better uh, as of late. They really came on the last uh, three or four games and played well. And they rolled through the ACC tournament up into this championship game against UVA. So I think they're just playing really well right now. Do you believe, do you believe in leprechauns too? I'm right here. You got some fairy dust? Not happening. Redhead, I'm right here. <laughs> Does anybody think Kennesaw State is uh, going to win anything in the tournament? I mean, they shouldn't be in the tournament. Liberty University should be in that tournament. That was stupid. Yeah. For fun those story. For, for those of you that don't know. I have a fun story to tell. Well, so, Liberty lost with a ticky tack foul with .3 seconds left. It was 
More importantly, let's go to Timberlake basketball for a second. Just let me take on, you on a sidetrack. Playoff game, tied game. You got a short leash here, Rusty. All right, all right. One minute, all right. Tied game with 10 seconds left. The other team has the ball. They shoot it. They miss miserably. On They call a rebounding foul with .3 seconds left. Guy makes both his free throws. And our season's over. The, the, part, that, the part that he's leaving out is Rusty committed the foul on the guy with .3 <laughs> it seconds left. was a left. terrible call. So Rusty is just like the Liberty University basketball team and fouled a guy, and we lost on free throws with .3 seconds left. And that really wasn't much of a foul anyway. It was on the floor. It should have been. But anyway. Thank you. Oh, you're, yeah. talking about, you're talking about a Liberty University one. Cause right. No, he's right. talking about mine. Rusty's, no, Rusty's foul was definitely a foul. Mine was oh, yeah, on the floor. I'm talking about Liberty University. Yeah, they got, they got robbed. I did get robbed. Yeah, that, big time. Liberty University, that was a pretty bad call uh, with uh, less than a second left on a touch foul. I think everybody here would agree with that. I think everybody would agree it was a touch foul called in my game. Well, considering, considering that earlier in the year, uh, one of the controversial plays happened to UVA. Uh, UVA was playing Duke, and uh, it sure seemed like it sure seemed like the, the UVA player fouled the Duke player with times uh, with uh, are we talking point, about the player that had point zero four, points? Point four seconds ago in the game, and the refs called the foul. Uh, did not they did not call the foul, and they went to, back to the video and they they stood by their decision and decided that was the game was over. No, they called the foul in okay. real in real time, and then they overturned it because they, my opinion, they didn't want to end the game on a foul like that. And so they took it away, and then UVA won in overtime. But the ACC later came out and said, yes, it was a foul. They should have been awarded free throws, and all he had to do was make one of the free throws to win the game. Which the guy had missed all his free throws that night. So there's no way he was guaranteed to win. Nobody said a guaranteed win. The guy actually had zero points. He had the opportunity. He should have had the opportunity to shoot the free throws. He would have had an opportunity to miss. He was 0 for 4 on free throws with zero points in the game. Be that as it may, he was denied the opportunity to shoot the free throws to potentially win because, the game. He had plenty free because throws time to win the game. Ran out. He had pl- he had four free throws to win the game. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that you, you <laughs> take you take what happened there in the UVA game like a week and a half before, and then you. I know it's a much smaller uh, smaller setting in that we're talking about the A Sun Championship game here, but. The, the the Kennesaw State player is in the is is uh, crossing the paint from one side to the other, and he's trying to get to the hoop and around the Liberty player. And the Liberty player has is in a defensive position, has his hands on the the player's back, but is not pushing him. And they call a touch foul in that in that situation. I don't even think it's, it was actually a foul because uh, I ran it back a bunch of times on and watched the replay. But they called the foul, and it, the game was tied. And so the Kennesaw State player uh, made one out of, one of his two free throws, and they won the they won the A Sun Championship and are going to the NCAA tournament. And Liberty season looks to be over. Correct. Bold prediction: Liberty makes as a 12 seed. No, I don't think anybody thinks that Liberty University yeah. is making it as a. That's as why it's a bold prediction, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You gotta you gotta hit some take some home run swings. Maybe you get one. Okay, so you're gonna take the home run swing with your grandfather and and make the make the wager. Yeah, let's go. That UNC is gonna make Look, the tournament. 
I've been told by my manager that I need to stop gambling on live shows because it's kind of getting out of hand with my problem, my addiction. So. <laughs> Your strange addiction. Yeah. Um, so. well, it's, it's amazing that we have three losers here. Ooh. And all of As them. As the so-called winner drops his mic. Oh, yeah. microphone down. Yeah, but anyway, three people here that don't know what they're talking about won't make the bet, but I get it. I don't even remember at this point what the bet was. Is it the U- UVA, U- UVA? UNC. UNC, UNC the making the tournament? Yeah. As a legacy team. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the NBA. We're gonna, I'm going to turn it over. Oh, wait. Before we do that, actually, um, I want to give a little advertising blurb. Um, we are going to do the third annual. We are going to be doing the third annual Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank Bracket Challenge. Uh, if you don't remember, the last two years, we the, the Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank uh, podcast has done a bracket challenge. And the, uh, the, the wager is this. Whoever has the most games correct in the NCAA tournament will rent, win a $50 gift card of their choice. Whoever, gets, whoever gets the most uh, games right now. Let me just say that going like in the first round, those are worth one point. Then in the field of the field of thirty-two, those are worth two points. The Sweet Sixteen, those are worth three points. The uh, the Elite Eight are worth four points, and then the Final Four are worth uh, five points, and then the Championship is worth six points. So it's a graduated scale. So the, the further your teams go, the more points you can accumulate. And as a result, the uh, the better opportunity you'll have to win the win the bracket challenge. Wow. If you can somehow, some way, turn in a perfect bracket, a perfect bracket wins you ten thousand dollars cash, cash money. I think it actually is. Bill Gates still doing his billion dollars? Well, then go play his. You get a billion it, dollars and ten thousand. Right. Okay. Wow. That so works. It, it's a, it actually is uh, Warren Buffett. Oh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Does. I'm actually planning on winning the perfect bracket, so I'm trying to figure out how much money got, I can accumulate. I already got my Lamborghini for the perfect bracket, even though it's not out yet. Okay. So cool. yeah. So if you submit your bracket, what you do is you fill out a bracket, take a picture of it, and then email it. To sports with Fox and Frank at gmail.com. Again, that's sports with Fox and Frank at gmail.com. That's how you enter. Your, your entries must be submitted by Thursday at noon. Thursday at noon. So you can avoid the you can avoid the play-in games. The play-in games do not count in the bracket challenge, but you need to submit by Thursday. I'm looking forward to filling out my paper bracket and sending it over to you. I'm going to take pictures of my online bracket and send it to you. <laughs> okay, fine, Rusty. Love so, you, Smiley. Well, you should be very thankful that I love you, too. Okay, so Thursday is the 16th. Thursday, the 16th of March at noon is the deadline for entry. So any brackets that are that come our way after that deadline will not be accepted. Last year we had just over 50 entries in our sports fellowship with Fox and Frank bracket challenge and we would really love for you to enter. Again, what you do is you find the, the bracket you can you can if you go to a search engine and type in uh, you know NCAA uh, 
2023 NCAA men's tournament bracket. It will come up on, it will come up there and you can print it out or you can fill it out and take a picture of it or take a screenshot of it like Rusty's going to. And you take a screenshot of it and then you attach it to an, to an email and email to sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. It is free to play, free to play. And each contestant can submit one entry. Like if Rusty wanted to, he could talk to all his friends at school and he could have each one of his friends submit a, bla- a bracket and then they all could play and possibly win. And then I just don't tell them about it and take their money. But they have to submit their name with their bracket. Who won last year? I forget. Steve Curtis was our winner last year. He is an eighth grade science teacher at my school. So he was the big winner last year. He got a $50 gift card of his choice and uh, was very thankful for it. So we would really love you guys to join and enter and play. It's a lot of fun. We check them each week and we let you know what's going on over the over the course of the tournament. And we would really love for you guys to, en- to enter. So fill out a bracket and then email it to sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. We would really love to, to, for that to, to be part of it. All right, now we are going to turn to the NBA. And we're gonna, when we turn it over to the NBA, I'm going to let Josh steer the ship when it comes to the NBA. Very, very good. Okay, so the NBA. Currently, um, the big news is really with the Los Angeles Lakers. We had some trades that went down. Uh, Russell Westbrook... Uh, was I think it was released? Was he even released from the Lakers? He was traded. Or was he? Tra- oh, he was traded, he and, was then, traded and then he to the was Utah Jazz, and then he was released. They bought him out, and I believe trash. <laughs> I believe ever since that trade, the Lakers have something like a seven and one record, and the Clippers, who ultimately got Russell Westbrook, are like one and seven with him. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, but the Lakers without LeBron, who's hurt, it's either LeBron hurt, Anthony Davis hurt. Um, they, they tend to be injury-prone, um, but they are looking to uh, make a move up. I think they're currently the ninth seed, uh, so they're trying to get into the playoffs. But it's really, it's really right now, it's all about the, um, the two conferences and trying to get into those uh, playing games or the last spots in the playoffs. How many games are left in the NBA regular season? The NBA regular season, I don't know exactly how many games. We'll um, say 10 to 15. What are the, there's 20 games left? Under twenty, so there's it's an eighty-two game season, and they're all right around yeah, what sixty-eight games somewhere like that. So, right around that mark. So it's it's not not too many more weeks before the playoffs hit. And I think LeBron is going to be out for several weeks. LeBron will be back if they make the playoffs. Other than that, he's pretty much pulling crybabyitis. <laughs> Well, in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, uh, I don't I don't know if it's as close uh, as it is in the Western Conference. I think the Western Conference, um, there's probably like four teams. I think four or five teams that are really close to that cutoff line um, at, at the at the bottom. I know my uh, in the Eastern Conference, my Washington Wizards are at the ten seed yes. with a record of thirty one and thirty six, which is not great. Uh, but in the Eastern Conference, you you don't have to be very good to get into the playoffs. The Western Conference is a lot more loaded. Um, so let me, uh, let me, let me uh, throw it over here. Um, we have a, another special guest uh, on the call who is, uh, or not on the call, on the podcast, 
who is uh, an NBA guru. Probably, I'm assuming, a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Yeah, that's right. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself, and let's hear about what's going on with the 76ers. All right, so I'm Kellen. I am a huge fan of the NBA, especially the 76ers, and I'm going to start off by talking about them trying to get the first seed. So right now they're currently four games back of first place. They are two and a, the Celtics are two and a half games out of first. The 76ers are four. They have one game, I believe, left against the Celtics and the Bucks. Uh, so they have, they have one game each between yes. the two? Do you think they can get it, Kellen? I do. All right. Who, 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 who do you think on the 76ers? Who's your favorite player? Why do you think they're going to get the number one seed in the East? Um, I think Joel Embiid's my favorite player. He's a very dominant center. He is probably the most dominant center in the game. I also think James Harden will have to play at his peak performance this season for them to win the finals, especially. Okay. I know that James Harden has kind of had a transformation this year. He has been in the league basically what you would call a... Uh, a ball hog, a volume shooter who scores a lot. And this year he is like an assist man, right? He's got, he averages double-digit assists per game, doesn't he? Yes, he is averaging the highest amount of assists in the league this season, so that's really good. Didn't make the all-star team, which is very disappointing, but he overall is having a much better season than last year. Is he playing more defense, or is he still doing that thing where he like stands at the free throw line and pretends to play defense? Don't you remember? This generation, we don't play defense. Yeah, I, I think the, so NBA, st- the NBA doesn't really play defense until okay, the playoffs, okay. uh, or if you're in the hunt for the playoffs at the end of the season. But I tell you what, my favorite sport to watch in the playoffs is the NBA. Because those are the best athletes in the entire world, in my opinion, and they actually play defense uh, in the playoffs, and it is fascinating to watch, in my opinion. So, so Kellen, question for you. You said Joel Embiid is the dominant center. Mm-hmm. You think he's more dominant than Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP? I do, because when they faced off the season, Joel Embiid scored more points. He had more rebounds. He outplayed Jokic a lot. Okay. Well, I, just have, I think he put you in your place there, Rusty. I definitely did. I have no clue about those numbers. Well, so Jokic is uh, on a team that's basically dominating right now in the West in the regular season. Um, I think they're the number one seed. I think they... I think they are the number one seed. But I think they have like a four or five game... Six. Six game lead uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, the question is, can they do that in the playoffs, right? Like I said earlier... There's not a whole lot of defense that gets played in the regular season in the NBA. Um, I mean, teams score, what, 120 points a game, something ridiculous like that. When you go into the playoffs, I mean, it's like a 90 to 100-point game. I mean, you, they, they really ratchet up the defense. And the question is, will the Denver Nuggets – they haven't gotten over that hump yet uh, in the NBA playoffs. The question is, will they, get, will they get over the hump this year? That is a solid <coughs> question to ask. I feel like another place we can go with the NBA is who are the favorites to win the NBA championship? Daniel, who would you say the favorite is to win? Well, I think there's a couple of storylines. Uh, you know, can Antetokounmpo of Milwaukee pull it through and win a title again this year? Can the Boston Celtics, who I'm nope. pulling for nope. be- because of their championship quality with Malcolm Brogdon and Sam Hauser, UVA bloodlines there, uh, that's, Jason Tatum, Duke. That's uh, who I'm pulling for uh, is the Celtics. Um, but as far as the favorites, 
I don't know. I think it's more wide open this year than most. So here's my prediction. Are we are we okay to give some uh, NBA predictions here for the uh, for the Absolutely. finals? Absolutely. All right. So here's my probably. Uh, not many people will make this prediction, but I think the Cleveland Cavaliers will come out of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, right now they have almost an identical record to the Philadelphia 76ers. They're in, they're in the four seed right now in the East. Um, but they are a complete... They're three and a half games behind the 76ers. Right, so almost the same record. They have five more losses than the 76ers. It's an 82-game season. It's an 82-game season. I'm just saying. The Cleveland Cavaliers have that all. They have big men. They have wings that can score uh, in bunches. They have uh, an incredible point guard. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a complete team, and I think this year is going to be their year to come out of the East. It's a shame this complete team hasn't won more games. (laughs) All right. Playoffs. I'm talking talking about Milwaukee and Boston. Until the playoffs come around, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers will win in the Eastern Conference. I'm telling you. All right, and then uh, in the Western Conference, uh, I personally think the Suns are going to come out of the West. Uh, they just they just traded for Kevin Durant. Uh, well, what he, are you about? He's, he's, curr- he's out for the next he's two, currently, three to four weeks. Yeah, he's currently. That was so embarrassing injury. Did anybody he, see that? He was in warm-ups going for a layup. A layup in warm-ups and rolled his ankle. That's yeah. just embarrassing. He'll 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 be fine though for the uh, playoffs. He'll they'll they'll rest him. They they're comfortably in the playoffs. There's there's not really a doubt about that. Uh, Devin Booker right now can carry them for a few more wins. Uh, so I'm not worried about the the Suns getting to the playoffs. And then once Kevin Durant comes back, the few games that he played with them, they looked spectacular. Quick question: Is Ja Morant and the Grizzlies a legitimate threat in the West? I mean. I don't. What what's John Morant's punishment from the league? Do we even know if he's going to be playing? No. Bang 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 bang. I don't think they are because John Morant in playoff defense can contain a player like John Morant in the in the regular season when no one's really playing defense. He excels and with his athleticism and all his stuff. But when teams are allowed to play him and bump him and maybe even clutch and grab him a little bit, uh, it kind of it kind of neutralizes a lot of his athleticism and so I think they're they're not going far in the well and the Grizzlies lost Steven Adams for the year so he's their rim protector their big man their rebounder so I I think the Grizzlies are at this point you know not even going to be a factor I mean I would like to say something they were leading the Warriors in a series with John Morant in the playoffs so that has to be a factor they still have Jaron Jackson who's over seven foot tall for a big man so I would like to totally disregard what Smiley said there for the NBA playoffs because he's not really a basketball guy. Yeah, watch what happens. But he could be suspended and not even get to the playoffs because, you know. Yeah, we don't, we don't know if the NBA – have they come out on a punishment for him? I know the team, like, gave him, like, three We do not f- have a punishment yet. The team did some sort of, like, three or four the games. The team just suspended him. Yeah, suspended him for, like, three or four games or something like that, but – yeah, so we'll see if I'm sure he'll be back for the playoffs for because the NBA, you know, it's all about revenue and games. So I'm sure they'll bring him back, but he'll be at least suspended until the end of the regular season, I assume. I would like to give my prediction for the NBA Finals. In the semifinals of the Western Conference, we're going to have the Suns versus the Mavericks, just because that's a big storyline. So the refs will make sure they get there. Then we'll have the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. 
Wait, 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 wait. They're going to make sure they get there. Are you saying it's fixed? Yes, it's definitely fixed. Did you not see? It's not fixed. Can we talk about the flag on the Chiefs-Eagles game? The game was fixed from the beginning. We talked about that two weeks ago. Move on. But I was not here. The people need to hear my You could have emailed. I thought it was common knowledge that the NBA was fixed. The NBA is not fixed. That was a... a, Everybody knows that, though. Tim Donahue... Right thing on his own. That All was right. the NBA is not fixed. I so, thought we were guessing how they had fixed it already to what was going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. we're not. So we're getting no. back to the fixation okay. of the NBA. The Mavericks versus the Suns in the semifinals, just because Luka Doncic hates the Suns, the Suns hate him. That's a semifinal matchup with the Warriors Grizzlies because that's an up and coming rivalry. The Warriors get out of the semifinals. The Suns get out of the semifinals. So it's Kevin Durant versus Stephen Curry. Then I just feel like the refs let them play from there. They don't really care. It's a win-win for the league. Warriors win, get to the finals. And then out of the East, I'm sorry, Kellen, but I have the Bucks coming out. Giannis Antetokounmpo is just such a great athlete. He makes it to the finals. And then the Warriors just shoot the lights on and win again. Back-to-back champions. Well... I have to disagree with you with the East. I agree with your semifinals for the West, but Thank you. I Thank think you. the East will be the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks. I have the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks are doing really well right now. They're up to sixth place, 39 and 30. They've been playing absolutely fantastic. Julius Randle... Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, R.J. Barrett, that team is shooting very well. I have the Celtics and the Bucks playing for the um, final spot. I have the Celtics winning that against the um, Suns, and I have the Celtics winning the whole thing. So, Wow. So, but you also think the Mavericks are going to win a series and get to the semifinals of the Western Conference? I do. Okay. I, I used to think that because Luka Doncic is my favorite player. I love that this unathletic guy can just dominate in the NBA because so, he has the best fundamentals I've probably ever seen in a basketball player. Um, but the addition of Kyrie Irving, I think, is, is a, just a terrible decision that Dallas made to go after Kyrie Irving because Luka is a ball-dominant person, and he needs – shooters and places where he can go with the ball. Kyrie Irving is also a ball-dominant guy. So I, th- I don't think the Mavericks are going to go anywhere and it's going to be a disaster until they get rid of Kyrie Irving. Kind of agree with that. Their record has not been the greatest. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for, <clears throat> for the talking about the NBA there. Um, right now, we are going to transition. And when I transition, I usually turn it over to my friend Frank. But since Frank is not here and none of you know the ins and outs of the Fox Brothers read, I'm just going to have to wing it and do it myself. Give me a second. Let me try. We are hosting this episode of Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank in this palatial studio in Jerry Hooks' house. That's all I got, though. Jerry, if you happen to be in eastern Pennsylvania or western New Jersey, what up and you had a need for some burglar and fire alarm help, where would you turn? It'd be Smith and Brothers. Smith. Oh, I'm sorry, but you told me to say Fox and Brothers. I read that wrong. It's, it's Fox, Fox Brothers, Brothers Alarms. Fox Brothers Alarms. That's where I'm going. 
Okay, well, Fox Brothers Alarms is a local, family-owned burglar and fire alarm company. Been in business for over 50 years. If you have any burglar or fire alarm needs or you have any uh, needs for uh, video surveillance or even access control or other things like that, Fox Brothers Alarms are professional uh, experts in the field and they would love to help you and love to try to secure uh, what is most important to you. So if you'd like to reach out and and contact Fox Brothers Alarms, please call them at 1-800-FOX-BROS. Again, that's 1-800-FOX-BROS to call them. Uh, And if you call them, you want to ask for Mark. That's right. You want to ask for my brother Mark and he will hook you up. If you'd like to uh, go see what they have to offer and some of the equipment they use and some of the specials they're running right now, feel free to use their website. The website is www.foxbrothersalarms.com. Again, it's www.foxbrothersalarms.com. All right. So, NFL. Josh, what in the world is happening with your Washington Commandos? That's the Commanders. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, Well, you know, we're just uh, doing what we do every year. Um, We try to figure out a way to be competitive for the following year uh, after a disappointing season. Um, They never take my advice, so I'm hoping that they take my advice this year. Um, So we will see. We just released Carson Wentz, uh, took his salary off our books. So uh, we are in a good position to make some moves and get some pieces that we need. Okay, the big move that happened this week is the fact that the Chicago Bears moved off the number one pick and traded it to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, They received uh, the Panthers pick this year and a future number one, uh, as well as other picks in the deal. Do you think, first of all, do you think the trade... Don't forget DJ Moore. Right, DJ Moore, the wide receiver, did come over in the trade as well, uh, which adds a legitimate weapon for the young quarterback there in Chicago, uh, which he has been lacking uh, thus far in his career. So uh, do you think that the Bears got enough for the number one pick is the first question. So, I would say the Bears did get enough because they got so many picks and they're not, they weren't even really going to take a quarterback because they believe in Justin Fields, which is a silly decision. Okay. Uh, just, I tend to agree with you, Rusty, in that I'm not a big believer in Justin Fields. Um, I think he's a fantastic athlete, and he proves that with his running ability and his speed. But he hasn't proven, even even a little bit, that he can legitimately uh, de- uh, defeat a defense from the pocket. Yeah. So my question for the Panthers is, why give up all this? Obviously, you would only do this to get a quarterback. So what quarterback is worthy of giving up all that, all those picks uh, to go get Don't at the worry, number guys. one spot? The Panthers called me for consideration on this pick. I told them they had a great season with Cam Newton, and the fans only need one season to be entertained for 10 years. Cam Newton was like 15-0 and at one point in the NFL, which is unheard of. So they're going after Anthony Richardson from Florida. He's this superhuman athlete just like Cam Newton. Can run the ball, can throw the ball, cannon for an arm, set records for vertical and 40-yard dash for the quarterback position. They're going after Anthony Richardson with the number one pick to try to strike gold again and get another Cam Newton-like quarterback. My worry on Richardson is that 
he's following the stereotypical late off-season surge once you get to the combine and you start having all of, of you know, your, uh, your specifications now captured and that people get drawn into the athlete that he is. But coming out of the year, his game tape, uh, he seemed to be, what, the fourth best quarterback or something to that effect, a low first rounder. And now people are falling in love with him, and he's potentially a number one overall pick just because of the athleticism. That, that was my question. I don't right. think the, I don't think the Panthers needed to go up to number one if they really were targeting him. Well, he, they I think he blew up at the combine and with his athleticism and turned a lot of heads that way. Um, you know, Rusty and I were having a conversation earlier today uh, regarding regarding this, and we and I made the comment that a lot of people thought that. It was a huge. It was a huge risk when the when the uh, Kansas City Chiefs traded ba- traded up in the first round, way up in the first round, to the number ten pick to take Patrick Mahomes, and because Patrick Mahomes was a combine darling, he blew up the combine in terms of his athleticism, but his college tape. He was, he did not have a winning record, he, and a lot of people said it was like empty calories in that spread offense there at uh, at Texas Tech, and he just threw the ball all over the yard, and it, that the stats were meaningless. And look at look at what happened with Patrick Mahomes. You know, under the tutelage of Andy Reid, um, he has developed into a potential Hall of Fame quarterback um, at this point in his career, and he's only six years in. But he also got to sit. For a full season under Alex Smith, the right? same thing was also said about another quarterback. The name started with a J. Oh, Josh Allen, another great quarterback. It just matters about what, how big of an athlete you get. You can tweak him to what you want, but you just need a big athlete. And I'm not saying this guy from Florida is going to be great, but he is a huge athlete who can who looks like a football player. Six four, two thirty two. Yeah, huge. So. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's prototypical. That's not huge. It's prototypical size for an NFL quarterback. Bryce Young's like 5'8". I didn't say Bryce pounds. Young. When did I say Bryce Young was prototypical size? I'm just saying size? he's small. This guy's big for a quarterback. Yeah, because wasn't Cam Newton like 250, right? And, and he was 6'5", yes. like 250? Yeah, something yes. like that. He was Roethlisberger 2.0. Yeah. And this guy could still grow. The, well, <laughs> he can still you know, grow. The, 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 this, for, this pick for Carolina is going to be very controversial because if they take this Richardson kid and he pans out to be uh, Josh Allen or, uh, or far be, you know, possibly Patrick Mahomes, even Patrick Mahomes light um, or something like that, if he turns out to be a legitimate star, then, then they look great. But the the possibility that this kid is not going to pan out is got to be better than 50% because taking him number 1 overall places unbelievable expectations on him and unbelievable pressure and to see you know if you're wrong that's a pick that gets you fired if you're the GM well just ask the uh the the coach of the uh Cardinals who you know attached his hitch to uh, Kyler Murray and now he is uh, looking for a job 
Well, you know what I say. You well, he's swing not for the fences. He's not actually looking for a job because he's he's under contract with Carolina for four more years at pretty good money. Wait, so no, the Cardinal, the Cardinals, the Cardinals coach. yeah, the Cardinals coach just, just signed an extension before last season. Oh my gosh! And so this he, guy he, did it again. He's, he's at a, Carolina. Oh no. No, no, he's not at Carolina. Oh, I said okay. Carolina mistakenly. Okay. But the Cardinals coach uh, signed before the season. He signed an extension. Uh, going into the season and got fired at the end of the year. So he still has four more. He signed a five-year extension, and he has four more years to go on it. And the money's guaranteed. Right. So, but but my, my point is is that he attached himself to Kyler Murray, right? He was, like, integral in, in drafting Kyler Murray because, you know, same thing. You know, he, he thought Kyler Murray was going to be the next quarterback, and that didn't pan out. So if if this Edwards quarterback, if that's who they're going to take number one. Richards. Richards. Uh, doesn't pan out. Richardson. Richardson uh, doesn't pan out either. Get it one day. You know, you you know, you give him a couple years, and then the coach will be fired as well. I think going back to your original question, I like it for the Bears. Now they obviously believe in their quarterback. I don't, but they do. So I think the what you got for that pick is worth it if you're assuming that you know they'll draft well and that type of thing. Why not sell? Especially if you like your quarterback over the choices, which I think just about everybody does. I think in the grand scheme of things, it buys them another year because they're selling hope. Yeah. I, I really do. I think they're selling hope by, making, by trading out of that pick. Uh, because they're saying, we don't need to start over. We can, access, we can fill some holes and uh, field a much better team going forward because we're selling hope. Well, that, I think that's what the Bears were saying, right? We have so many holes, we need to accumulate more picks. Wouldn't have the Bears draft well, though. They can't draft offensively. Well, they've only had one draft, I believe, under their new general manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be his second go at it. So I, I, I get the strategy for adding more picks. Do you get the strategy if you're there? Well, if you're the GM, you want more picks because every GM wants to pick as many times in the draft as possible. Right, because, I mean, inevitably you're going to have bust picks. So the more picks that you have, the more chances you have to be correct. Well, my advice, if you're looking for hope, look up. Amen, look up. <laughs> Well, if I'm if I'm if I'm the Carolina Panthers sitting there at number one, I don't know how you can pick how you can pass on Bryce Young. I know he's undersized, but I saw him play for three years at, at Alabama and play at a very high level and throw balls that I didn't I don't haven't seen many college quarterbacks throw. I understand he's undersized and he's gotten injured a little bit here and there. Nowhere near as much as, as Tua Tungavailoa did um, at Alabama. But Bryce Young like pulled games out of his hat several times in, in, in his career at Alabama and really was – I mean, this past year, Alabama had two losses and they would have had far more losses if not for, if not for Bryce Young – uh, making that, making plays and putting that team on his back and on his shoulder, a team that was supposedly loaded with stars, yet they couldn't get it done running the ball and and stuff like that. And Bryce Young was the catalyst to, for them to have a, a really good season. Mac Jones did the same thing with an Alabama team. No, Mac Jones did not throw the ball with the authority that Bryce Young does. He was I, in the Heisman conversation, so I agree with you, but but. But Bryce Young throws the ball with far more authority and far more, far better accuracy than uh, than Mac Mac Jones ever did. I'm typically not impressed with any Alabama quarterbacks because you're sitting behind the best offensive line, 
arguably in college football every year. And so you literally have time to just scan the field and, and look at open receivers. So I, personally, I don't think Bryce Young is going to do much in the NFL. I, I think Bryce Young is one notch above Tua Tungavailoa. And I, I think t- if Tua could stay healthy ever, he could be – I'm not saying he's a top-flight NFL quarterback, but I think he's a he's a above-average NFL quarterback. Who, Tua? Tua. Is. You oh, know okay. why Tua was hurt a lot? Because he's small. You know who's also small? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. But Bryce Young has not suffered the injuries and stuff that Tua did in college. T- Tua also needs to retire. If you saw his hits and his wobbliness uh, with those concussions – that, that, he's never going to be right again. I just don't think you'll see Bryce Young doing in the NFL what he has been doing in college. No. I, I think he can still throw. Um, because I think the NFL game is much more about accuracy and touch mm-hmm. than it is about the big power arm. And I think Bryce Young fits beautifully into uh, accuracy and touch. But that goes into, under my argument where you can have accuracy and touch. Most college quarterbacks probably could if you have all day to throw and you have some of the best wide receivers and the best offensive line in college football. I actually have a comparison for Bryce Young. Smiley's going to love this. Russell Wilson. Hear me out. Small quarterbacks with great touch. No, Russell Wilson doesn't have great touch. So uh, Russell Wilson just like chucks the ball up. And has great receivers. Well, had in in Seattle had great receivers that would run under the ball, kind of like in the Super Bowl when when the Eagles quarterback uh, dropped back and he threw the ball up and he threw the ball into triple coverage, and it just so happens his receiver came down with the ball and scored a touchdown. That still was a terrible pass. He should have never thrown. That's a great throw. It was not a great throw. It was a great adjustment by the receiver to come down with that ball in triple coverage. But it's still that ball should not have been thrown. We can beg to differ. Jalen Hurts is basically the same quarterback as um, as Mister Unlimited. Well, all I know is the Washington Commanders are going to win the NFC East next year. With Lamar Jackson. Okay, Come Jared, would you like to make any bets on that? Well, uh, what's your prediction of them? The Washington Commanders are going to win the NFC East next year. Amen. I go with that. Would you be willing to bet on that? Look, we know, we know, we know. Dallas Cowboys are never going to win with Dak Prescott. Everybody knows that they can certainly win the division. No, no. they can't win <laughs> no. the division. I'm no, saying no. they can. Okay, how about this, Jerry? They are able Jim, to. How, how, Everyone has the same look, chance. The Giants way overpay for Daniel Jones, so now they're not going to be able to fill all the holes that they have on their team. And uh, the Eagles—that that was like a flash in the bucket year. That's, that'll catch up to them. Jalen Hurts is not going to have that good of a year. I think everybody agrees with me that the Commanders have a chance of winning the division. All we need is an offensive line <laughs> and a new owner. Uh, Jerry, how about this? If Washington finishes above Dallas, I will drive down here, purchase a steak, and grill it for you to your specifications. If Dallas finishes above Washington. Then you have to come up to Pennsylvania, buy me a steak, and grill it to my specifications. Put your money where your mouth is. I think he can agree to any bet since he never, ever 
<laughs> fulfills. <laughs> it never fills his yeah. end of the bed. Sure, why not? No, I want it. I want it recorded. I want it on record. Right. Yeah, you have to be listening to the tape to make sure you get it right. Right. <laughs> and everybody knows that. Uh, so anyway, um, I will accept your challenge. Okay. Now, gentlemen, I want all of all th- all four of you at the table here to watch as we shake hands. Consummating and making the bet. Hey, official. look! Hey, look! I think this is a good bet for you. I think. Okay. I think. The, I think the. I think the Commanders are definitely going to finish higher than the Cowboys. I think. Josh, you say that every that. year, and almost every year, it does not happen. I would go. I a mean, step two further. seasons ago, we won the division. I would go a step. We almost beat the Dallas. Won it two years. No, we won it two seasons ago. We almost beat the Buccaneers, who won the Super Bowl, thirty-one to three. Yeah, Taylor. Two seasons ago, we won the division and made the Taylor playoffs, and then we Heineke. almost beat the Buccaneers in the very first playoff match. Is Taylor still your quarterback? No, Sam no, Howell. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Oh, okay, so oh, I was just curious. If, UNC, one of the if UNC your success no, he, is predicated no. upon Sam, him being Sam your Howell's, quarterback. By the way, he will be our backup. Sam Howell's NFL comp uh, I just saw is Taylor Heineke. Oh, well, good. So. so Thank goodness Sam has NFL account. As long as we work on our offensive line, we'll be fine. So, all right. So we have the bet. It is in place. It is official. And uh, I wanted to make sure we got that this year so that there can be no discussion, no debate I saw no about it next year. I saw the shaking of the hands. I saw the shaking of the hands. Dad, I'm glad you listened to my advice. And I don't have to be a part of the bet. The commanders have no chance at the division next year. Neither do the Giants. We don't have to win the I'm division. not making that we argument. We have to place above the Dallas Cowgirls. That's all. Um, again, that's a Jerry Hooks remark. <laughs> uh, Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank is not a sexist uh, podcast. We're going to have to cancel you, Papa. Uh, so, you know, just, just for the record, those are the thoughts and opinions of Jerry Hooks, not those of Sports Fellowship with and Fox and Frank. And if you would like Frank. to reach out to Jerry Hooks, <laughs> email him at Jerry Hooks. Uh, so, Actually, I don't know your email address. <laughs> So as we're gearing up I here, his number out of him. Well, last time I was on last year, I did hear through the grapevine that I was requested many times, many because I made the podcast what it is. So I do not mind giving out my email address. You email me at jerryhooks at classiccookie.com and make sure you request me to continue to be on the podcast. All right, Rich, do we have any emails? We got two emails. Two emails? Was Woo! One of, was one of them ah. from that specific... Uh, Special know, someone? <laughs> who doesn't show up when I drive to Brooklyn? I'm sorry about that, but... You have a special someone? Ooh. It comes from... It comes from a friend of the show. A very good friend of the show. Uh, Frank Knight. He says, hey guys, hope the podcast is going well and you're having a great time. I just wanted to join in by saying I'm excited... I don't know what VM means. I don't know. Anyway, excited VM because I believe for the first time in my life, all four of my pro teams will likely be in the playoffs at the same year, 2023. One down, and Dallas made the playoffs, and three to go. Uh, what will Congratulations, Has this Frank. ever happened with your teams? He's talking about the Mets, the Rangers, and the Knicks all making the playoffs. Congratulations, How was he a Dallas Cowboys fan? And he, why is he not like a? He likes the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Jets. Have we ever? He asked likes him? the Dallas Cowboys, but everything else is New York. Yes. Uh, well, so uh, I had so I'm a Washington fan. So we had the 
Capitals win, what was that, 2018, and then the Nationals won in 2019, right? Yeah, definitely. So that was close. Uh, we had two back-to-back champions. But the Redskins did not pull it off in 2020. No. Well, we, that team doesn't exist anymore. We, we were a little shy, but they did in 2020. No, they did not. Was, was they it were the Washington the, they football were the Washington team? Washington football team. In 2020? Yes. Oh. Well, anyways, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel? It's hard to say. I don't know that I've ever tracked it that way before. I mean, for me, it's been a number of years since the Giants have, um, of course, won the Super Bowl. And other than this past well, year being in the we're playoffs. We're talking about just making the playoffs. Just making the playoffs. is, You know, we've been dreadful other than this past year. So it's been a while. But, you know, with the Braves winning the World Series recently, uh, I don't track many more teams other than UVA. So... Okay. UVA makes the playoffs. We did just win a national title in basketball three years ago. Well, three of my four teams uh, are making the playoffs this year, uh, but the Flyers are horrendous, so they're not making the playoffs uh, and stuff. Yeah, the Washington Wizards are not making the playoffs anytime. Well, I guess they'll they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the play-in. So... Uh, I, I guess I guess in 2023 it's a it's a great outlook, right? Because the command up the Commanders are going to make the playoffs because they're going to win the division. Absolutely not. Um, the Capitals. I don't even know what's going on with. Uh, so Ovechkin does Ovechkin still play? Yeah, Ovechkin. Yes, he does. All right, we're good. We'll he, d- he just set a record, right? A scoring record or something like that. Wow! Wow! The Nationals are not any no, good. Wait, this just in. We got another email. No way. And the other email says this. It's from Frank again, and it's regarding cheating. And he says this, just for the record, after observing the Hurt Your Neighbor game, I have some advice for everyone that plays. Keep an eye on Dan. Dan? Is he talking about me or you? I didn't play when he was watching. So so did you you. cheat and hurt your neighbor? I did not cheat and hurt my neighbor. I have a confession. Look, Rusty cheated and hurt your neighbor. (laughs) Yes, he did. Look, I have a confession. Yes. When you got out. When Papa got out with the two, I was collecting the cards, and I took an eight out of the pile that I was collecting and hid my ace underneath and dropped it on the floor. But... We, I let that go because I saw him cheat, but I let that go because you tried to cheat too right beside me, and I caught you, and then as I caught you cheating, then I saw Rusty cheat no, across the table. No, I had to text you. I had to text you. But I, I saw you. Well, hold on a second. I did not cheat. You so did. You so did. You can overtalk me all you want, and that's fine, but I did not cheat. I will explain what you looked at and what you thought you saw and you did not see because I was there and I saw it. Here's the thing. I'm the dealer. I get to draw against the deck. And so when I put my card down, I get to pull from the deck. And you thought yes, I... Yes, and you pulled a two, and then you pulled another I one, accident- which was a No, queen, no, not accidentally anything. After no, pulling two those cards. Were sticking, <laughs> no, they weren't sticking together. <laughs> they were sticking... You yeah, you yeah. can't even lie about this. They were sticking cards. Look, we're gonna have stuck to together. I had nothing you to do with it. Chips I do not cheat. You, yeah, you, you steal, steal chips. <laughs> you look at cards. <laughs> you, right. like, yes, you are the like ultimate cheater. Although but, I accidentally did give my wife a king so she could win the game today. But look, we do need to uh, t- talk to Frank because I need to get some more details about which Dan was cheating. 
I uh, was in, in that game, so it wasn't me. Well, I did not cheat. Well, then it has to be you, Smiley. I certainly did Everybody not cheat. Everybody knows so. you cheat, Dan. How did I cheat? I'm sitting at the end. You always we cheat. We need to ask Frank. He's the one who saw yeah, it, obviously. Frank, you are going to have to divulge your information on the next podcast. Wow. Just wow. He did throw you under the bus from afar. Yes, he did. <laughs> Daniel Hooks, why don't you discuss some so the ins and outs of what's happening in soccer? Boring. All right. Well, as you know, the MLS is underway. It's uh, the beginning of the season. I will say the, the early highlight is that the expansion St. Louis Soccer Club has started the season undefeated. They are 2-0. As an expansion team, it's extremely difficult to win games. Uh, so that team starting off winning both of their contests have has been impressive. And they haven't faced Philadelphia yet. They haven't. They, they haven't. I mean, the Philadelphia Union are the team. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they, they have not won both of their games. So Philly is off to a, a little bit of a rough start. Uh, however, I will say in the Conca- – Is D.C. United still a team? They are a, a, a poorly built team. They, they have not performed well in the last several years. They're still a team. One of the legacy teams, one of the classic teams in MLS, they're not in a good situation right now. Not much talent on that roster. Uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League, there have been a number of upsets. This is where uh, a number of teams from the MLS, uh, teams from Mexico, get together and play in this tournament. There's been a number of major upsets recently. Uh, the, the most upsetting one for uh, U.S.-based teams, Austin FC, uh, lost to a, a second-tier Mexican team, and uh, that was a bit of a disappointment. In the European Champions League, where most of the big news is made, PSG was knocked out of the quarterfinals. What? Huge blow to Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. Um, and PSG goes back to the drawing board because they continue to knock on that door. Are they all three on the same team? They are. They are on the same team. PSG in, in France. Look, I watched some of the World Cup, so I know those names. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, World Cup game. Do we want to talk about that for a second? No. Oh. Uh, World to. Cup's over. Long time ago. Okay. Um, we do have half of the final eight uh, figured out in the Champions League um, with Benfica, Chelsea, Bayern, and AC Milan. And just a quick note, Messi did uh, the other day uh, record his 300th club assist. First person in, the, in history to do that. Truly incredible. Terrific. All right. Well, we need to wind this podcast up. Uh, I hope you guys had fun, and I hope those of you listening that you stuck with us and enjoyed the fun and the banter here and the the giggling and stuff in the background. Uh, we want to thank uh, our friend Kellen for joining us and talking some NBA. Yeah, Kellen. Um, as always, we want to thank uh, Josh and and Rusty for uh, for participating. I bless we, you with my presence. We want to thank Daniel Hooks for uh, jumping in, and most of all. The cheater, Jerry Hooks, we want to thank you for participating and, uh, first of all, hosting us and allowing us to do this fine podcast in your wonderful, beautiful, soon-to-be-completely-repainted home. You're welcome. Uh, we do love you, Jerry. Thank you. We, we do need to shout out my friend Victor and his wonderful sister, Agata, and the Geikamas. Hey, guys, I hope everything's good up there in New Jersey. And when we, tra- when we transition to the end of the podcast, we do talk about our church. Our church is First Baptist Church of Phillipsburg. We meet, uh, we meet at 810 Red School Lane every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We would love for you to join us live and in person. And I just want to say, I have uh, visited the church personally. I went up there, uh, I don't, was it in the summer? Uh, I visited, I, I've known Pastor Tim Pine for a while. 
He is a uh, excellent person, but the church itself was uh, very inviting. It was a great atmosphere. They made me feel very welcome when I was there. So check out First Baptist Church in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, if you're near. Yeah, if you're and if you're not near uh, in the eastern uh, Pennsylvania, western New Jersey area, and you're and it's not possible, you can always reach our church online. We do uh, have li- our live church services on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Uh, just punch in First Baptist Church, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, into the search bar, and you'll uh, come up to the link uh, there at ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday mornings. Or uh, you can always go to our church website. The church website is www.fbcpberg.org. Again, that's www.fbcpberg.org. And we'd really love for you to check us out there. If you have a prayer request or something burdening you on your heart or something like that, we would really love for you to fill out the online communication card and drop us a line. We'd love to pray for you and be there for you. Because as Frank always likes to say, we do love sports, but we love Jesus more. So Uh, Without any further ado, thank you for listening and putting up with us and our silliness. May the love of Christ fill your heart. Peace! Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You get guys in soccer and if it's a sport, they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common, it's like their brains are in sync. Twins. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about rolling college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teams with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. Oh. Yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.